Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Shall we crack on with Roy of the Rovers? Because that's why yeah. we're here. The Melchester yeah. Odyssey. Uh, it's Roy of the Rovers, the 1980s book. It's Melchester Rovers. They're playing Carford City. Roger Dixon and Vic Guthrie have been arguing on the pitch. Yeah. And Racy's made the huge mistake by hauling Dixon off uh, after 25 minutes. But um, it's 2-1 to Carford. Melchester have come back into it. The referees just fucked them off by blowing half-time whistle right mm. on... Half-time as Melchester were about to score the equaliser. It's Roy of the Rovers stuff. So Roy and the team come off at half-time and there's Roger Dixon stood there with his tracksuit top on waiting for a confrontation with Racy. And Roy thinks, Roger Dixon, he's itching for to have a go at me for pulling him off. So I might as well get it over with. And they go straight to Roy's office. They seem to have a lot of time on their hands to be dealing with this sort of thing. I mean, you'd think Roger Racy Di- would just be saying, right, fuck you, I'll talk to you later on. Uh, I've yeah. got a team to sort out. We're 2-1 down. You can wait, yeah. pal. And in these days, it was only 10 minutes at it half was time, 10 don't minutes, forget. Right, yeah. But no. And Ro- Roger, Roger Dixon stood there with his fucking arms folded, mm. like really looking like he's almost ready for a bit of a fucking bit of pushing bit and shoving. Yeah. And um, then they go into Roy's office, which looks like sort of my nan's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> it says There's a like, moment later in Roy's office and Roy seems no. to be perched on the edge of his desk in a kind of Spotless. non-confrontational groovy manager kind of style yeah very David Brent hey let's he talk is, this he, out he, he's just scored a goal he's played very tough first 45 minutes but he is spotless his kit looks freshly ironed yeah but that's that's Roy isn't it that's Roy that's Roy yeah it's better than us mm. um and Roy says, I'd rather not beat around the bush, Roger. If you want the truth, you can have it right now. So Roger Dixon says, OK, boss, give it to me straight. Why did you pull me off and not Vic Guthrie? Which is a fucking good, uh, good question. And we yeah. posed this question in the last episode. Exactly, Guthrie's on a yellow. He's, he's a flame-haired tinderbox. He's, he's, he's a fucking accident waiting to happen. He's a walking right? box he's a of li- fireworks, isn't he? He's a liability. Yeah. Plus... He's a cunt. He is a cunt, yeah. Whereas Roger Dixon is a hard-working professional who is quite content most weeks to be on the bench. Mm. He doesn't moan, he doesn't complain, he sits on the bench, and when he gets the nod, he very often comes on and scores. That, to me, is a model pro. Yeah. Doesn't give anyone a moment's trouble. Then as soon as there's a bit of a fucking argument on the pitch, which was clearly started by Vic Guthrie, Dixon's the one who effectively gets fucking um, the blame for it. It's not uh, on. Roy, Roy offers the explanation. I felt it would weaken the side if we lost a key defender instead of a forward. One of you had to go, Roger. All that bickering was upsetting the team. Oh, the poor babies. Mm. Oh, upset by all the bickering. They're all upset. 
But, um, you know, they're already 2-0 down when he took him off, weren't they? So why take a forward off when they're 2-0 yeah, really down? Yeah, really weird. I mean, Roy's gone up and, and played in the attack. Just take Guthrie off, just fucking oh, go for it. Oh, he stuck himself up front and scored, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. So he's pulled it back to 2-1. Then he goes, I still want you as part of my squad. There was nothing personal about my decision. And Roger Dixon, who, as I say, until this point, good as gold. Model pro, never gives you a moment's trouble. But everyone's got their breaking point, Andy. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone's got their breaking point. And Roger Dixon, even though Roy's handing out, you know, the, the olive branch, holding out the olive branch, mm. saying that I still want you, he's gone, well, I think there was something personal. You made me look like a right idiot. Right? Fucking hell. And then he storms out. So you can find another super sub. There's no future at Melchester for me now. And as he walks out the door, Roy goes, Roger! Roger! (laughs) (laughs) Which is like some of these, um, you know, boxes, some of these capsules within the cartoon, you could cut out and see in isolation. And they they ain't half camp, some of these things. (laughs) Roger! Don't go! Come back, Roger. Don't say something you might regret in the morning. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So Roy returns to the dressing room and Blackie Gray, his right-hand man, says, how did it go, Roy? Roy says, I uh, I suppose you could say we had a frank exchange of views, Blackie. Anyway, it's over with. So let's go and play some football. Yeah, great fucking team talk. You're 2-1 down. You've wasted the old 10 minutes having a fucking row with Roger Dixon, right, which could mm. have easily been sorted after the game. And, you you know, you need to get back into this match. That's all he says, really, to them all the time. Uh, just pausing briefly, Blackie Gray there, who we made mention of, he's, he's Roy's right-hand man. Yeah. Off the pitch. Yep. On the pitch, sorry. But, but even though he's one of the players off the pitch as well, he's not officially one of the coaching staff, but he certainly is Roy's consigliere, right? Yeah. Um, very much like who would you say uh, who's who's that in The Godfather Robert Duval to Marlon Brando in The Godfather would you say or yeah. to Al Pacino he's yeah. the sort of right hammer and he's an he's an ear to and he's also a drinking partner as we established, as we established in the last the episode yeah. Yeah. they go out for lock-ins they go out on the town together a lot in Melchester to unwind because they're mm. both under so much pressure someone got in touch with us and said Please, can you give Blackie Gray a Terry Mac style Scouse accent? Oof. I'm willing to. I think that's not a bad idea. Right. Okay. So, just throwing that out there for you to well, consider, Andy. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, there'll be more of Blackie coming up. That's the only opinion. Blackie hasn't been heavily featured in the chapters we've covered so far, but don't worry, there'll be a lot of Blackie to come. <laughs> So they get back out on the pitch. Yeah, second half. Uh, the crowd is shouting, we want two, we want two. And uh, Melchester mounted a relentless assault on the Carford goal. Roy thinks, time's running out. I've got to stop thinking about Roger Dixon and grab that equaliser. It's all about him, isn't it, in his head? Yeah. Well, He's thinking, rules, isn't it? that's why he doesn't bother giving a team talk, because he thinks, right. I'll do it time for me to fucking do it again it's the opposite of you fucking do it isn't it I'll fucking yeah, do it I'll fucking do it so and he's he got the ball and he's charging at goal on his own as usual yeah. not passing gets brought down now this is one of my favourite bits in the book so far right you we've know. talked a lot about the things that the crowd say and yeah. on the whole we noted in, in the previous episode the crowd the speech bubbles who were sort of like the narrators in a way yeah. 
they speak from the crowd and they and they speak at length and very politely and yeah. in and very articulately as well yeah, yeah. Very great detail and stuff like that right and it's very useful because it's a great narrative device but we were laughing in the last one because we thought well it's good but it's not very realistic in most games that <laughs> any of us have been to but in this capsule here i love it because Roy's on this run and he gets taken out by a, a, what looks like a pretty harsh sliding tackle. Yeah, and he responds and with, ah! Uh, he goes, ah! And from off off camera, so to speak, one speech bubble comes in and goes, foul ref! But on the other side, it just goes, dirty! <laughs> That's dirty! Dirty and that, bastard! to me, that is more that's a bit of authenticity that's where it goes bit. a little bit more yeah. gritty and authentic someone's just shouting dirty you dirty cunt Fuck, fucking book the cunt fucking book him um <laughs> i love it ah dirty <laughs> oh Roy, come on rev this yeah, is good Roy, Roy yeah come on rev. surely you're gonna book him for a tackle like that says roy this is listen to the ref another camp moment to be frank roy it's none of your business, so watch it. <laughs> none is, of your business. This is the ref who, let's not forget, disallowed a goal with, you know, the yeah. ball one second away from the back of the net. So there's an agenda here, I think. This this ref is fucking an uptight. He's like C-3PO. He's fucking <laughs> nervous wreck, uptight, precious twat. C-3PO crossed with Mike Dean. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, right? It's none of your business. No, I can't allow that goal because it was over the line a second it late. Fucking, it fucking is Roy's business. What's he talking about? Of course it's What's my business. business. I'm the player manager and I was the bloke who got fouled. If it's not my business, the news cunt is it. Fucking hell. And uh, golly, it's not like the boss to flare up like that, says... Uh, I don't know who looks who exactly is. like Roy Race. Yeah, Roy Race One too. of his teammates. Um, now this is good, right? So who, who's who's the Scottish fella this called is again? Dun- Duncan Mackay, isn't it? Duncan Mackay, right? This is late in the game now. They're two one down. They've just won a free <laughs> kick out just on the edge <laughs> yeah, of the area, right? Tensions couldn't be higher. Yeah. There is no time to lose. They have to drag themselves back into this. The goal that it's being prepared. A row has broken out between their gaffer <laughs> and the ref. In the middle of it all, one of the younger teammates just throw away remark, really. Small talk, blimey. He goes, golly, it's not like the boss to flare up like that. Duncan Mackay turns on this young lad yeah. and gives one of the longest, it's like Shakespearean soliloquy. Is this the lad from the car park that's just been drafted into the team? I think it is, isn't it? The I think it's it's just a young lad. Yeah. And he's just saying, in a way, it's just a platitude, isn't he? He's just going, oh, well, a bit of a flare up, not like him. No, no, he's not judging him. He's just saying it. He's yeah. observing. I mean, why wouldn't you say something? Yeah, you know, they're, they're having a row. So you say, oh, look, that's a bit weird. Duncan McKay turns on this young lad, right? Turns on him. Mm. And this is what he says. Oh, are you so surprised, laddie? Roy Race, maybe the most talked about footballer in Britain. Player manager of the greatest club in the world. Interviewed by press, radio and television. Until he's sick of the sound of his own voice. But he is also an ordinary human being. Do you know who I thought of there? Do you know who I thought of there? George Galloway. George Galloway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like when George Galloway used to do his show on talk radio, that was how that, that was how he opened most shows. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that the women of Iraq, of Syria, of Iran, 
of Libya will be sleeping peacefully in their homes tonight, knowing that the dogs of war are playing outside their doors. Fuck you now. Outside their tents or wherever <laughs> it is that they sleep. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck me, Dunk. I only, I was only fucking saying, I know it. Why are you going on about why he's being, in, he's being interviewed by the press, the radio and the television? You don't have to go through every medium that he's been interviewed <laughs> on. The internet. One oh, day, no, that hasn't been intervened yet. One day the internet will be with us. Yeah. And there will the be a sun, rush of stories. The mirror. The evening Melchester star. <laughs> the morning star. The express. The Sunday express. All right, I get I get the fucking Shoot. Point. Much BBC, weekly. <laughs> BBC Radio 1. BBC Radio 2. <laughs> BBC Radio 3. BBC Radio the BBC World Service <laughs> BBC Melchester the local service shut up Duncan <laughs> I get it it's like two hours after the end of the match Duncan's still there listing, <laughs> listing the media but it's very powerful how he closes yeah but he is also an ordinary human being yeah is he I'm not sure really I don't he's, think, I he think he's no do you think he's a normal human being stop being a normal R- human being when he stopped aging in the 1950s I think I would say yeah I I think if anyone's not normal There's it's Roy fucking, fucking Rice nothing normal but, well, about any of this maybe what he's trying to say is he, he, he feels pain sadness sorrow loneliness just like yeah. the rest of us do although even that I'd probably not much loneliness what with all those interviews yeah so Racy decides to take the free kick himself and uh, a member of the crowd says Racy's so mad, he's going to have a bang. Whoa. But no, Roy was bluffing. He overran the ball. Um, Someone else chips it in. It might be Blackie Gray, actually. Yeah, number eight it is. And he chips it across to Paco Diaz. Roy has ran off to the right-hand side around where the wall is. Diaz nods it into his path. And Roy wellies it in on the volley, left foot into pretty much an open goal because the goalkeeper's concentrating on the, sh- the shot coming in. I'll tell you what, mate. It's a fucking amazing set piece. Yeah, it is. It is. What's the best set piece you've witnessed in professional football? Oh, or any football? I've talked about it before. That, that, that Liverpool's fourth goal against Barcelona. Trent Alexander-Arnold putting the ball in. Oh, of course it is, yeah. It does, it, that cannot be beaten. But I don't think that was off the training field. I think mm. that Trent Alexander just spotted an opportunity yeah, and I think took so, it. Yeah, yeah, because he wasn't but even meant to take the corner kick, was he? He was on his way you, back. When you see rehearsed, choreographed ones, um, I always think of that one that Argentina scored against England in '98. Remember what, when after Owen had scored his wonder goal? I can't remember it. Oh, but they they did something really typical Argentinians. It was <laughs> so tricky. Right, it was completely tricky. They completely outmaneuvered us, and they did a very similar thing to what Roy and Blackie and Paco did here. Yeah. In fact, who's to say that the Argentinian coach hadn't been reading Roy the Rovers and got the idea off of this? I always like to see someone just drill a free kick under the wall as the wall jumps. Yeah, I it makes like that. Feel I remember really last stupid. season briefly, uh, clubs were putting a player lying on the ground behind the wall. That happened oh a couple of God. times. What to make them fall over? No, it's a, in case oh, I it, see, to stop that technique. Yeah. Right, 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 right. <clears throat> it happened for did, about two weeks. Didn't someone, what fucker, was it Letitia got someone to flick the ball up for him and then he volleyed it in? Wasn't Sounds that Rod- like his sort of thing. Rodney Marsh or someone like oh, that? Oh, yeah, Rodney Marsh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, think that, uh, I think that Letitia flicked it up for himself once in open play was it and not volleyed a, it in. Ernie Hunt or something did a donkey kick. 
I can't remember what that was, though. <laughs> anyway, we should do a deep dive into that, the 1970s. Yeah. So, the full-time whistle shrilled a few yep. seconds later. What a game, say the crowd. It was almost Racy versus Carford. One Roy race, there's only one Roy race. Roy is absolutely milking the fuck out of it, yeah, of course. No sign he of any of his teammates there. there, just him. No, Duncan. He says, all of you, hey, all of you, fuck, fuck off, off, right? This is my the day. cameras. The cameras wanna, are going to get a shot on me yeah. now, right? And they want to splash it. And if you fucking ugly cunts get your fucking mugs in, especially you, Duncan, with your stupid headband, you look like you've been fucking it with the ugly stick. Oh, boss. Yo, 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 lot, I've done fuck all today, right? <laughs> I've scored a goal that got disallowed unfairly. I got fucking hacked down. I scored the equaliser. I've done some fucking HR at half time, which I shouldn't have had to do. And you lot, you've just been like a board of fucking milk bottles standing Titting around. about. Titting about. I've been better off you fucking... You might well stayed in the changing room. So you I'll know, go over they're... there and milk up the applause and soak it all up. You can stand in the fucking centre circle and have a good fucking, your fucking thing. And your fucking head's in shame and watch me, right? Yeah. Watch it. Watch me take this applause. And if I tell you what, if I hear any of them sing your fucking name in a positive way, I will personally get, hand you £50 cash, anyone. Because it's not going to happen. That's how fucking confident I am. <laughs> While they're singing Roy Race, Roy Race, he thinks to himself, fuck me. I better make the most of these cheers while I can. Because then he goes, because they won't last. I'm about to make a decision, which is going to upset every football fan in Melchester. Oh, shit. Whoa. Shit. What a cliffhanger. And then it says at the bottom, next week, a sensational transfer deal takes place. Mm, exciting. This early in the season. How what I think is interesting is I'm giving it 10. 10? <laughs> Fucking hell, well, I would have just given it a 9. Last time, last time you thought I was too harsh, so yeah. I'm just going completely the other way. Going the other way, yeah. Mm. I'll give it a 9. Let's move on to the next one then, shall we? Yeah, but can I just say this? He's made a decision about mm. a massive transfer deal during the course of the game. So all yeah. I'm saying is he scored the goal, right? He scored both goals. He won the free kick, blah, blah, blah. He had to do the fucking talk at half time with yeah. Roger. And during all of that, he also made a massive transfer decision whilst playing, which I don't think is necessarily the best way to conduct yourself. Okay, fair enough. But he's always thinking, you know, he's always thinking 360 degrees. Mm. Always thinking about what, what needs to come next, which I think is a good thing. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. So at the start of the next um, episode, if you like, at the top, it we says, switch location, very much like series two of The Wire. <laughs> suddenly you find yourself, yeah. suddenly you find yourself disorientated Down because the, the action is taking place in a completely new environment. It says someone. It's in speech marks. Someone is saying, "Race, have you come here to take the Mickey or something?" And we'll see have what you come here to take the Mick, you fucking blondhead punts. So uh, here we are. The following week across the River Mel, yeah. which of course is the Melchester River. Uh, where Rovers' deadly rivals and close neighbours, Melborough, are involved in a floodlit game against Port mm. Dean. Floodlit, no less. Guess that means a night match. Port Dean sound like a rough bunch of lads, don't they? They do, yeah. I bet they bring a horrible little mob with them. Yeah. So, uh All right, lads, we're fucking Port Dean. Let's fucking have it. <laughs> Fuck you now. All right, mate. <laughs> we're, you fucking Melborough? Yeah, I'm fucking Melborough, but I'm here with my kid. I'm just going to see the fucking game. Don't fucking care, mate. Bang. Don't fucking care, mate. You're fair game, aren't you? You're fair game. You're wearing wear River Island. You're going to get fucking cut up. Fuck off, mate. This was a Christmas <laughs> present. <laughs> I'm not your fucking mate. <laughs> fucking cover your kid's eyes. I'm not going to want to fucking see this. <laughs> fucking hell. You, you know what? Port Dean fans are... Fu- I'm going to say it, right? And I don't care if any Port Dean fans are listening. Port Dean fans are fucking scum, right? Yeah. Because there is yeah. a code. There is a yeah. code, right? Never when you the kids are mess, around. Not with the kids, not with civilians, not with scarfers, right? Yeah. You might have turned up wearing a Stone Island jumper that someone bought you for Christmas because mm. you just like the look of it. It doesn't mean... That's not a sign around your neck nope. saying, I want aggro. Especially not when you're with your kid. Not when you're with the kid. If so you're just not with fucking... the kid, it's fine. <laughs> what if you're wear if you're not a kid and you are wearing Stone Island, yeah. it's fine to get yeah, involved. Yeah, of course it is. All right, okay, I remember that. But I would say Port Dean fans are, are worse away from home than they are at their own place. Yeah, and uh, that they, anyway, they attract a lot of fans from uh, other areas yeah. to the home matches. But it's just the hardcore that go away. Yeah, and, and they're, they're fucking trouble, cunts. They're troublemakers. So anyway, so um, we've got uh, something's happening, Ted. I don't know who Ted is, but the, the manager, portly fellow, looks a bit like Les Dawson. He's saying, get out there, Ted, just run at the Dean defence and shoot on sight. Yeah, good okay, coaching. Okay, boss, he says. It's not exactly Guardiola, is it? It's not really. And the crowd said, come on, Barry, you've only got five minutes to pull this game out of the fire. Goes, um, goes, Andy goes, Jackson. All right, boss. That was Andy Jackson we've seen, the tough-talking Melbourne manager, resorting to desperate tactics. And the crowd says... This is the fifth central striker he's tried in the last seven games. What the? You know. What the fuck? How's he still managing a football team? He's tried five, five strikers in seven matches. You'd be matches. lucky to have fucking five central yeah. strikers in the squad. West Ham have got like two. So he's probably had, you know, three regular ones, two top flight ones, one as a backup. He's maybe tried a couple of kids. He's maybe played someone out of position. Who knows? Yeah. But Hedges is this one now. Hedges could be the answer. Perhaps this cunt can score, say the crowd. <laughs> but no, Hedges hits the shot straight at the keeper. Oh, fuck me. And they're still trailing 2-1, and it's still 2-1 at full time. 
Um, disgruntled uh, Melbourne fans saying, no doubt about it, Jacko will have to go into the transfer market. Another one says, at today's prices, he couldn't afford to. <laughs> so uh, Melbourne look, very look, much the, the poor look, relations. The poor relations. Looks like another season of being overshadowed by Melchester. Fuck. Listen, lads. All I'd say to these Melbourne fans is is that that's the least of your worries because you've got to fucking go out now and there is every chance you are going to get a fucking hiding from those Port, from Port Dean, Dean fans, yeah. right? Because I happen to know that at, at Melbourne's um, ground, the police, they funnel the away fans out right. down a, down an alley which got, runs right past the main homestand. Right, yeah. And there'll be bricks coming over the top they'll be climbing over the top of the fence like animals yeah and don't, don't forget this they, is night this allowed, is well they're not allowed to keep them back after the final whistle back then it was badly organized back then this is pre-hillsborough yeah. yeah and um there was not the police could be disorganized mm. often less organized than the fans themselves this is 1980 andy i mean this See, is this is that, nails this is nails in a golf ball this is ammonia. This is ammonia in a little Jif lemon bottle. It's Italian police with tear gas, isn't it? Yeah, it's squirty, squirty, naughty, naughty time. Yeah. So, fourteen squirters—that's what they called themselves. Fourteen squirters. Yeah. At that moment, in the Melbourne dressing room, who wanders into the Melbourne dressing room <laughs> looking looking pleased as punch? All, All right. right, all right, cunt. <laughs> wakey, wakey! It's me, Roy Fucking Race. It's Roy Race. Ah, Andy, are you looking for a striker? What the? Says Andy. Race! Have you come here to take the mickey or something? <laughs> Roger Did Dixon you... wants to move and I'm prepared to let him go at the right price. Fucking hell. You're joking, surely? If you're not, I think the other managers have caught me. If you're not, yeah. you're asking for trouble. There's an unwritten rule between our two clubs about exchanging players. I know, Why? I, I know, but Roger Dixon isn't worried about it. He couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> Ro- Dixon, right? I tell you what, he's that fucked off with me because I pulled him off at half time last game. He couldn't give a fuck, right? He'd sign. <laughs> I tell you what, he'd sign for fucking Al Qaeda United if if it'd get him away. <laughs> he'd go and play for the fucking Ayatollah Homony, right? <laughs> He'll come over here and sweep your fucking car park up and pay you for the privilege. This cunt, he'd go and play in the fucking Soviet Union for Siberia Albion, right? If it meant he could fucking get out of my of my fucking clutches. The cunt so hates look, me. So look, your club's a load of shit. He's half decent. Do you fucking want him or what? <laughs> and by the way, he throws something else in here as well. And also, before you answer, shut it, right? But I just want to... No, hang on. Racy hasn't finished. <laughs> right? Um, there's another one of my players, right? A man who knows that he's nearing the end of his career in Melchester, right? Ready for the fucking knackers yard. <laughs> so maybe we could do a package deal. What do you think about that, cunt? Wow. Well, you've got me over a fucking barrel, innit? I'll, I'll take I'll, a pair of them. I've fucking tried five strikers in the last seven games. I ain't got a fucking clue what I'm doing here anymore. To be honest, I'm going to be out on my ear whatever I do in the next couple of weeks. It's not my money. I'll have them both, <laughs> you cunt. Fucking right, correct fucking answer. <laughs> Might buy me another fucking fortnight in the job, who knows? Correct answer. Now, are you going to crack open your best scotch or am I going to have to do it for you, you daft bastard? 
The next morning, sensational headlines filled the local papers. Race helps out old enemy. Terms agreed between the two clubs. That's a classic headline. Terms agreed between the two clubs. Yeah. What? Shit. Dixon. Sack the sub editor. Dixon and Jeff Giles to cross river. The River Mel. At Roy's home on the outskirts of Melchester, they've done a Keegan when mm. uh, when he sold Andy Cole. The fans have descended on Roy's home. They've turned up at his fucking house. I mean, he should do a Maradona. He should get out there with an air rifle and start shooting at them. Yeah. Fuck off. Hey. Yeah. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> out, the, out the window. Go on, fuck off. I've got a bucket of piss here with your name on it. One step further, it's going all over you. i got my piss, right? Penny's piss and Roy Jr.'s piss all mixed up together in here, right? Week's worth. I keep it here especially for when things like this happen. Step nearer my window, you're covered in it. One of them shouts, Roy, are you crazy? You know the rule. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck your rules, you silly bastards. There's only bastards. one fucking rule. There's only one fucking rule. Don't come near my fucking house or my fucking family. That's the rule. Launches the piss at them. <laughs> you can't do it. I'll fucking do it, mate. I've fucking done it. You it's fucking try me. I'll fucking do it. They've gone. Now fuck off. <laughs> now, what ro- do you think I'm going to do? Get them to come back? <laughs> fucking idiots. You're too late, cunts. Deal's done. The ink <laughs> is dry. Fucking Arriva Dirty, Roger Dixon and the other cunt. I'm fucking smoking a cigar back here. Muchos gracias. The money's in the fucking bank, so you're fucking too late. You've got you've got ten minutes to fuck off, or I'm gonna fucking sell Vic Guthrie as well. See how you like that? <laughs> to the same cunts, they're that desperate, they'll buy anyone. Then Penny's at the window. Now, this is the first appearance of Roy's gorgeous wife, Penny. Yeah. She is so fit. I mean, I think I was probably just pre-adolescent reading these comics, so I was Mm. not yet. But had I been post-13, I mean, we talked about this before, you were triggered so easily at that age. Of course, yeah. I would have happily been interfering with myself about old Penny. I mean, she's got... Would you describe her as a, a MILF? Definitely, she's got. Yeah, she's got this hairstyle very much like the dark-haired one from Human League. Yeah, in but you know in their a prime wave sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, good, really good nineteen eighties. I mean, haircut. admittedly, she looks as if she's got a really blotchy skin condition. In the yeah, first the way we say, but you, you need to get past that, don't you? The way that what's his name Q? Oh, is that his name? Yeah. Whatever like that. the illustrator is, he's drawn her a bit weird. I think he might be a misogynist. That's it. David Skew. David Skew. What I do is I I, I tend to draw them with a lovely... Penny's got... She's got a C-cup. Nothing too over the top. You know, a nice handful. A nice handful. A mouthful. A mouthful. Right. Any more than that's too much. She's she's a mum, so she's not overtly sexual, but I've done her in a a clingy blue top. Right? (laughs) So it leaves... It leaves... leaves Bigger hugging. Bigger hugging. Leaves a certain amount to the imagination. Now, oh, I've given her one of these modern hairstyles that the ladies like. Now, I've researched this by going down to the local salon and hanging <laughs> round near the front and seeing what down all the, the ladies are coming out with. Yeah. So I've got that. So she's absolutely lovely. And then what I do at the end is all I've got to do is colour in her skin. I'm going to give her a big fucking rash. That she's fucking... Because she's fucking got some sort of disgusting disorder. Because she, she's Cause a they're all disgusting. Yeah. They won't she's fucking disgusting. talk to me. Who None knows where she's been fucking putting herself about, right? And her fucking skin's all peeling off. Dirty fucking cow. Fucking have that. 
See what you think about that. See if you can get that to clear up. Yeah, you fucking think yourself fucking po- you're so fucking snooty in your big house with your rich husband, aren't you? Right, and your tits and your fancy fucking hairstyle that cost you fucking thirty quid in the precinct, right? Yeah. But what are you There's gonna do about these bitches that I'm drawing all over fucking you? Strawberry birthmark for you. Fucking <laughs> deal with that. Deal with oh. that, princess. Anyway, yeah, horrible. Um, I do think he was a misogynist, and that's we, horrible. We can only assume. Mm. Um, let's hope he's not still alive and has um, good lawyers. Uh, if um, you are him, or from the, or from his estate down in Dorset, <laughs> please know that this is a parody sort of a podcast, satire, isn't it? It's satire, yeah. of course. And we are playing the roles of two really thick cunts, but in real life, we're all right. We're slightly less thick. Yeah. So Roy needs to leave. He needs to leave the house and he's not getting out through the gates. So um, as Penny says to him, I think you better use the copter, Roy, unless you want to face that little lot. So Roy, this is the first appearance. Don't worry. Don't worry, Pen. One fucking step ahead of you. (laughs) I've already fucking got the the engine started out back. It's been warming up last five minutes. What do you think that fucking noise was? Roy has a helicopter. Which and of course, it's painted the time, in the colours of Melchester Rovers, to, red and to yellow. Us at, the, us at the time, the young uh, readers, this was the most exciting thing imaginable. Now, yeah. it, now, now and then even, it looks completely ludicrous. But he has a helicopter. Although Noel Edmonds used to have a helicopter at the time, didn't he? He went everywhere by helicopter. He had a load of them. And he, he wasn't a ludicrous figure at all, was he? He, he had a load of helicopters because yeah. um, Noel Edmonds uh, actually provided all of the helicopters for Live Aid. That's true. Yeah. He had he had his own helicopter, and then he decided to start a helicopter company. Yeah, <laughs> I've got to start a helicopter company, <laughs> and he and he started it with his mate, and they realised John because, helicopter because yes, yeah, the John helicopter, and they realised that because at Live Aid there'd be too many people backstage because of all the acts that they'd yeah. invited. No, there'd never been a concert with that many acts. So Bob Geldof called up Noel Edmonds and went. Mm. No, like, there's no way we're going to fit everyone backstage, I've just realised, so they're going to have to be keeping coming in and out. But we don't fucking know how to keep them in and out. Someone said, you've got a load of helicopters. And Noel went, leave it to me. And Noel and his mate just fucking ferried bands. It's like, spanned out ballet, in, take them out, yeah. pick up Led Zeppelin, in, out, pick up the Style Council, in, yeah. out, in, um- Sade's next, Sade, you can get in. Who can we pay? You? Uh, we'll pair you up with Nick Kershaw. Any other solo act? Tears for Fears. There's only two of you, so we can have Tears for Fears, Kershaw, and Sade in this That's next one chopper. And right. then, then fucking Sade's like, no, I want my own fucking yeah. helicopter. And they're going, well, it doesn't really work like that, love. Anyway, aren't you from Nigeria? You know, this is for the Africans. <laughs> fucking wind your neck in. Get in. Oh, what you can sit next to the Sade pilot has. if you want. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then Noel flew Phil Collins to Heathrow, of course, to pick up Concord. Off, off he went to Concord. Yeah. I went to uh, a local summer fair mm. in nineteen eighty one or eighty two, and the star guest who opened the fair and then stuck around for autographs afterwards was Noel Edmonds. And can Fucking you guess hell. how he arrived? Helicopter. Yeah, Fucking in the middle hell. of the field, we're all standing there looking up at the sky as this whirly bird appears in the sky and lands in the middle of the field and out jumps Noel Edmonds. Brilliant. Exciting stuff. He was living life. i tell you who else has got his own helicopter. Les Ferdinand. Has he? Yeah. Ooh, and he flies it. Keeps that it. quiet. 
And he flies it. Yeah, he keeps it quiet, but yeah. he's got it. He's like that, Les, though, isn't he? He's not very showy. He isn't. He's exactly yeah. right. He's not a showy fellow. Anyway, should we crack on with this? <laughs> the helicopter so, goes up, right? Now, yeah. Roy Jr., we only see him from behind. Now, judging by his height um, and general stature, I would say this kid is at least six, possibly yeah. seven or eight. Yeah. As the helicopter... Now, I've got a seven-year-old boy. Um, As we know, yeah. I know how... And I, you know, and I know him and all his mates. I know how they talk and how they behave, right? Roy Jr. sees the helicopter taking off from their back garden, and he mm-hmm. holds his hands up, and he goes... Wee, Daddy going whirly bird up in the air. Fucking hell. Fuck me. That fucking kid. That's my fucking kid, thinks Roy. Fuck me. What? I mean, Jesus Christ, as if I haven't got enough on my fucking plate. I, I, I don't know whether I need to spend more time at home with the cunt or whether I need to get him put in some kind of fucking boarding school. I'm I, fucking I, telling I, you, right? He's, I don't know what it is, but he's, I mean, what my nan would have said is he's touched in the head. Right, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know whether it was Penny drank a lot of baby sham when she was pregnant. Uh, maybe that had an effect on him, but the cunt fucking... Yeah, I can't my kid not tell her what the, the cunt's the, saying half the, the time. The, 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 the cunt's not right. He's, he's not just right. not right. It's as simple as that, and he's got he's going to have to go in somewhere. Because <laughs> Penny... I mean, Penny's lovely. I mean, I love her to bits, but Penny, she's not the fucking sharpest tool in the box either, I can tell you that. And he's he's stuck at home with her all day, right? And she don't talk much sense, right? Obviously, I'm the fucking brains of the operation, but I'm at work most of the time, and, you know, I can't give that up. So he's going to have to go into an institution, isn't he? It's a fucking basket case. (laughs) So Roy flies to Melchester Stadium. Uh, There's a swarm of press men, uh, and he avoids them, and he lands on the training ground. Can'ts! (laughs) <laughs> there's loads of he's flying over them fuck it hey up here up here <laughs> laughing boys have some of that cunts giving them the wanker him. sign so chairman Sam Barlow's there with Blacky Gray um, and chairman Sam Barlow says tell him to come to the boardroom right away Blacky the directors would like a little chat with him Whoa. so it looks like Roy sold these two players behind Sam Barlow's back yeah. uh, Barlow knows nothing about it really as Roy lands, he receives Sam Barlow's message from Blatty Gray. And Roy says, The directors can wait till I've organised today's training session. <laughs> Life must go on as normal, you know. He's only sold a substitute and a fucking veteran who was going to retire yeah, anyway. It's, it's not, not a like, fucking you know, huge deal. Jesus. Right? Although um, he should have told them. I mean, these are the days when presumably managers could make those decisions. It would never happen nowadays, would it? Maybe he just yeah. didn't tell them and he did the deal. And they, they're thinking, Fuck me, this is our club too. Blackie um, Gray, who's a bit of a busy cunt, bit of a Gary Neville type yeah. character, I reckon, because he's like, what's he doing in early fucking toadying up to the chairman when Roy's not even there yet? It's like, Blackie, you don't even have an official role. You're, well, he you're, hasn't, and he's he's wearing a blue tracksuit as if he's a coach or something. Yeah, he's a bit up, up himself, a bit like I'm, yeah. I'm a bit more important. And I sometimes I wonder, is he trying to muscle in on Roy's job? You know, like, oh, um, oh, Mr. Chairman, hey, Chairman, uh, just to say, it's a bit of a shame, but Roy's running late because you know his kid is, uh, you know, not right in the one. head. He's yeah. a, you know, da- he's a daft bastard, and uh, Roy's having a lot of trouble at home, and so he's late again. I mean, he, I hate had, to tell he tales, fucking, but he got fucking crayon stuck up his nose. He's had to take him <laughs> with A and E again. 
third time this week. I mean, I feel sorry for him, but I just sometimes worry whether he can, uh, you know, pay enough focus onto the onto the onto his job. <laughs> what with that, you know, the funny kid at home, <laughs> he's spinning plates. Anyway, Blackie thinks to himself, right now, life at Melchester is anything but normal. Why? <laughs> You've got a few injuries. You sold a couple of players. So Fucking hell, that's players. life. Yeah. So there you um, go. And he says to to Taffy the the physio. What's he up to, Taffy? Roy wouldn't release two class players. He hasn't. Mm-hmm. Unless he'd already got his sights on a replacement. Taffy, of course, as well, says, Right, boy but whoever he's after, it's going to cost him a packet. Roy won't get much change out of £1 million. Pounds. £1 million. Pounds. Fucking hell. Yeah, well, he had, in those days, that was a lot, especially for two players who weren't exactly the best but he's fucking had that Melbourne bloke he, I mean he had him over a barrel didn't he just a year after Trevor Francis signed for a million for Nottingham Forest so that's top yeah. end it's top end and they weren't worth it but Melbourne were desperate and Roy yeah. pulled off a great deal I don't know why everyone's fucking panicking and there we are honesty. that's the cliffhanger moment and it just says next week a disastrous start in the game against Stambridge oh oh god well so, I will give that one a nine it ranks it highly well. mainly because of the... Uh, actually, it's got a load of good bits in it. The helicopter's yeah. probably the best bit, though. The, the helicopter edges it onto a nine, I think, for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, that's that's it for now. We'll be back with another one of these next week. And there's lots and lots to get through, so don't worry. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Ta-da. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns